Welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich, the Homeschool Life Coach at CapturingTheCharmLife.com. In today's episode, we delve into the question on every new homeschool parent's mind, can I confidently homeschool my kids despite not being a certified teacher? Short answer, yes, you can. Long answer, Join me as I share my story of how I discovered that certification was not a prerequisite for providing a remarkable education for my kids. I learned how classroom management skills take a backseat to the freedom of self-directed education. I share how I learned that engaging discussions, meaningful experiences became the primary focus of my homeschool and how our kids benefited from an atmosphere of curiosity and autonomy. Everyday life taught us that a tailored education happens when we honor each of our kids' interests, their strengths, and their learning styles. From fostering independence to embracing teachable moments, I'll share what I've learned and what I've learned from John Holt too about the secrets of successfully teaching your own child and teaching them confidently. So if you're a homeschool mom that wants to reimagine your homeschool life, then this podcast episode is for you. So I asked that question too. Can I confidently homeschool my kids despite not being a certified teacher? A few years into homeschool life, I had the opportunity to teach a class, a homeschool co-op class, of 28 to 14-year-olds all about Africa. Our homeschool family traveled to rural Kenya for six weeks, and we spent our time learning all about a tiny pocket of Eastern Africa. Oh, the interesting irony that I was leaning into self-directed education in my homeschool, yet teaching a class. In my homeschool, I quickly learned I could teach my own. It took me a bit, but I came to understand that I didn't need to be a certified teacher to help my kids get a remarkable education. Also, I learned quickly that I was already a teacher, a mother teacher. Except for one class on teaching adults in my nursing training, I didn't have the training to teach a class. So I asked my teacher-turned-homeschool-mom friend to teach me everything she knows about classroom management before I led that homeschool co-op class. She shared her wisdom. She shared that classroom management skills weren't generally required because homeschool kids were generally astute and engaged, or at least curious. Setting clear rules and expectations for behavior was generally already established between mom and child. I could let the kids know when we would have a discussion after I showed them a few things, my show and tell for the kids. But I didn't need to teach them to raise their hands because I was interested in a free flow conversation. We weren't doing this class together for more than four classes or four sessions together, maybe six. So teaching them classroom procedures wasn't required. If someone wanted to go to the bathroom in the middle of my time with them, I wouldn't bat an eye. They knew where the bathroom was. 
if they didn't care to engage in the discussion. Didn't matter to me. They may not be interested. Turns out I'm not always interested in everything either. They didn't even need to return next week if they didn't want to. And if kids weren't interested in the class, they could move to another room or go hang out in the common area to play at the craft table with their mom. So classroom management wasn't my goal. An engaging discussion about a topic I loved was my goal. Oh, and in case you're curious, the only chattering, distracting voices that I heard in that class were actually from my own girls. And with one fell swoop of their name spoken in the presence of their peers, they were magically quietened. When we headed home at lunchtime, I didn't bring 28 to 14 year olds home with me. I returned home to make grilled cheese sandwiches and mushroom soup, probably, with my four kiddos. So the only question I had to answer was, can I teach my own child? Since I brought my children home from a brick and mortar school to homeschool, the second most common question I've been asked, next to the S question, are you socialized, is, are you a certified teacher? Nope, I am not. Originally, I understood that teachers knew everything they needed to know so they could teach kids. Yet I've learned that none of them profess to know everything about everything. They have to do their research and make their plans too. And obviously, I don't know everything there is to know about everything. In fact, I'll confess, if you haven't already heard me say it, I learned some basic arithmetic right alongside my oldest child and Steve Demi, thanks Steve Demi from Matthew C, because some of the basic arithmetic didn't make sense to me really early in my elementary years. After I'd homeschooled a few years, I learned there were many things I didn't learn. I just didn't realize I didn't learn them until I homeschooled my kids. And turns out I survived just fine without all those knowledge bits. Here's what I've learned about teaching my own kids. In a nutshell, it's not that difficult. Sure, it has taken some figuring and intentional observing. I had to learn how they were learning. I also had to learn to let go of the idea that there was a certain way to learn. Of course, I had to learn not to be irritated when they didn't learn as quickly as I wanted them to, or not to be irritated that they forgot something. I had to recognize when there were learning challenges. And really, girlfriends, some of the things that I had to learn about learning challenges didn't happen in time for me to engage my kids in the moment. But I was eager to learn. I was eager to learn about what to do about those learning challenges. I also had to release my expectations of how they would learn. But obviously, I was motivated to do that. I care that they learn. And I care that their interests grow. I care that their understanding of life and their interest expands. Also, I care that their ability to communicate blossoms. And I care that what they're learning has meaning for them. So I was as intent as a mama with a preschooler helping him sound out words. I was as intent as a mama with a preschooler learning how to tie his shoes 
I was as intent as a mama with a preschooler, learning how to fill his own cereal bowl in the morning so I could enjoy five more minutes of rest on my bed. If I don't know something that I want to teach my kid, I find a book or Google or YouTube. Knowledge is nowadays found at the tip of a finger. Of course, John Holt's encouragement also helps. John Holt and Pat Franga, the authors of Teach Your Own, have informed me about how to teach my own kids too. Here are three things that I've learned from them. The first thing is we can learn from everyday life. John Holt emphasizes that learning happens not only in formal school settings, note to self, he was actually a school teacher, so not only in formal school settings, but also through everyday experiences. He encourages parents to take advantage of teachable moments that arise naturally, like cooking and gardening and shopping and nature. By embracing these learning opportunities, parents can foster their child's curiosity and provide meaningful life learning experiences outside traditional academic settings. And girlfriend, we have done that in spades. I'm sure you have too. Our kids can pack a backpack for a three-week international travel trip because they have had practice. They've learned to do their taxes, earn money for a gap travel year, apply to college, interview for a job, They've learned to communicate with anyone because they've been watching us do it with varying people in different situations their entire lives. They've learned how to raise baby chicks, build a goat barn, design a house, do basic wound care, confidently engage in public speaking, stitch ballet shoes. Okay, that one's not from me. Start a YouTube channel. Actually, one of my girls did it before I did. Find a tool to learn new languages resource a mentor to learn a new skill, and even start a small business, and I could go on and on, and I'm sure you could add to that list. There's a whole bunch of learning not taught in a formal school setting. We've been learning from everyday life. If you're a new homeschool mom, or you know a new homeschool mom, or you're going to be a new homeschool mom in September, I invite you to sign up for my 52 letters, love letters from a veteran homeschool mama to a new homeschool mama to help guide you through your first year of homeschooling. I know that more than any other time of the homeschool journey, this is when you want someone to walk alongside you. And when you find a resonant mentor, you just feel more ease as you transition into this lifestyle so you can be confident and clear in what you're doing. Every week when you hit reply and let me know how you're doing in your homeschool, I'm gonna use those questions to help write the next love letter. You can access them by grabbing your first year homeschool guide free on my website, www.capturingthecharmlife.com. You'll have an option to join me in the first year Homeschool Mama monthly support group designed for the new homeschool parent, which means you'll have a private community to connect with participants that are other homeschool moms, new homeschool moms from around the world 
between our support chats. You'll have access to monthly support chats and ask me anything conversations. Remember that I'm a life coach, so it doesn't have to stay in the realm of homeschooling. You'll have monthly invitations to join the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast Strategy Sessions. And we'll have monthly workshops to address your most important needs and concerns. And you'll even be able to connect with more established homeschool moms when you join in live interviews with podcast guests that have been previously interviewed on my podcast. But most importantly, you're going to feel inspired and supported by me. A seasoned homeschool mom who's been there, done that along her homeschool journey and helped many in their homeschool journeys too. So if that sounds like something that might fit with you, access your free first year homeschool guide at www.capturingthecharmlife.com. I'm looking forward to getting to know you. Now back to the episode. The second thing I've learned throughout my homeschool journey and also have learned from John Holt in his book, Teach Your Own, we can tailor an education to the specific child. Holt believes that each child has unique interests, strengths, and learning styles. I believe this too, and so do most teachers, educational people, long-term homeschool parents, but that doesn't always mean that we actually do it that we tailor an education to our specific child. This is one of the most common questions I get is how do you actually do that? Girlfriend, (laughs) I did it the hard way. (laughs) I didn't do it. And then I did it. Then I didn't do it in a way that would serve my child. But then I tried and I thought I was. And then I, you know, experiment. I did a lot of experimentation until I realized the same thing that John Holt emphasizes is that the importance of tailoring education to suit the individual needs of the child is the goal. I notice that with my four kids too. I'm often asked about the specifics of how I homeschooled my kids or what philosophy I most identify with. And where do I even begin with that question? Every child taught me about themselves. They taught me without a teacher, without a test, and without a grade, by the way. I learned by observation and also trial and error. They were each so different, as you likely know about your kids too. My kids continued to change and declare interests I wasn't expecting them to. So choosing a philosophy or a method to suit each of them, well, it didn't happen. Here's a little bit about what I saw with my kids. I remember letting go of my classical homeschooled approach because I could see it was definitely not serving my oldest. Maybe some of the topics or subjects were because she still has interest in a couple of them, but how I was doing it, no, it wasn't working. So when I brought my oldest to a Starbucks to tell her we would never homeschool again, that we would unschool? I really thought I was going to do that indefinitely. That was my intention. But then I discovered I wasn't just homeschooling my oldest. P.S. Note to self, your homeschool isn't just built on your oldest kiddo either. It is super easy to default in that direction. 
And they're usually the one that is amazing you because they're the oldest and you're seeing parenting and your child and any of your kids first through their eyes or through your experience of them. But I learned I was homeschooling three other very different kids too. My second daughter wanted a planner and colored markers. She wanted a plan for each hour of each day. She tried college courses in high school. Dual enrollment isn't a thing in Canada, but she was interested in doing it. This kiddo wanted a very traditional and sometimes very challenging education to fill her essentially unschooled high school years. From one season to the next, each of our kids changed priorities for themselves. When I thought my son would always love history, because he talked about it all the time, loved talking ancient civilizations with his oldest sister, who was at university at the time, my son noticeably lost his history verve. It felt like it happened overnight, probably didn't, but that's what I saw. And then he was eager to pursue science experiments. When I never saw my daughter read anything except the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series, now, note to self, this is the kid who was the earliest reader in my home. So I saw her read the Diary of a Wimpy Kid series over and over and over. And I never seen her show any interest in history. All of a sudden, she's like 13 or 14, and she declares she wants to take a formal history class with a teacher, with tests and essays. <laughs> and this is just a few moments in time of a nearly two decade home educating journey that I'm speaking to, there were so many shifts and changes and approaches along the way in my homeschool journey that when someone asks me how I homeschooled my kids, how much time do you have? By recognizing each of our kids' passions and preferences though, we can customize our teaching approaches materials, and resources to make the learning process more engaging and effective. And now you can see why I say that I don't think there's one right way to homeschool because I don't think it's possible to do it one way. You've got different kids. The third encouragement I get from John Holt and Pat Franga's book, Teach Your Own, is that facilitating independent learning is our goal. According to Holt, children have a natural inclination to explore and learn independently. He encourages parents to foster self-directed learning by providing an environment that supports their autonomy, their curiosity, and intrinsic motivation. I've seen this too. Kids want to learn. They might not want to learn what we're teaching them or what someone else has declared as important to learn. And they might not want to learn from our teaching approach, but they want to learn. By offering freedom and flexibility in the learning process, parents can empower their kids to take ownership of their education and develop important skills. So how do you encourage independence in your homeschool? The first thing I'd say is to watch how you expect them to do their work. So you're watching yourself. If they're given freedom to work on their own at times, at times, they begin to take ownership of their activities. 
specifically if they think they can do a math concept and they tell you, listen, mom, I can, I can just listen to the math DVD. Then I can try out the page by myself. Well, then they can also check their work and compare it to the teacher's manual and ask for help if something doesn't make sense. They can therefore come to understand they can do a few things by themselves. This helps them gain a sense of, oh, I got this, I can do this. And you see that they got this too, that they can do this. That process begins to cultivate independence. Your child assumes they can figure things out and many times they can, unless they can't, then you're there to notice or check in with them to help them or find someone to help them. As soon as they can handle one thing, they move on to the next thing and the next and the next. And then not much longer, someone randomly remarks, wow, your kids are so independent. What you enabled in your child was trust. A trust that your child can learn, that they can figure things out, that they can be expected to process something that might not be easy, something that might require effort, and something that others might not expect them to grasp. All you need to do is watch how you expect them to do their work. The second thing I would encourage you to do is to expect that if they can do something, they should try something. The second thing I would say to encourage independence in your homeschool kids is expect that if they can do something, they should try something. You're always available for whatever they're doing, always. They should know that. It doesn't mean you'll check their every step, every page, or every minute. Maybe you'll do it once a week. Maybe you'll do it twice a week or once a day, whatever. It certainly doesn't mean you'll be able to help them figure out the coding program <laughs> given to them at Christmas or be able to decipher the instructions for their new drone. <laughs> Ask me how I know. No, definitely not. And though I could summarize their 100 pages of textbook reading in their first year English Lit class, <laughs> they should probably try first. P.S. Your efforts toward their education don't end when they graduate from high school necessarily. I have edited many first year college English essays. So I learned this concept from teaching my kids how to brush their teeth. That you can expect them to do something. And if you expect that they can do it, they should try it. I learned this from teaching my kids how to brush their teeth. They will eventually not ask you to brush their teeth. Really, they won't. Because one, you taught them. Two, you expected them to brush their teeth independently. And three, you trusted that they could do it. Now, I know me and you, we both know that does not mean your kids are always going to brush your te their teeth when they say they're going to, but generally, you know, if they have the capacity, they'll probably do it eventually. If they're given tasks, they can handle. They become confident that they can do those things independently and gradually based on the child's abilities, their independence grows over time. So because I'm watching how I expect them to do their work and I'm expecting that if they can do something, they should try something, they are likely to become more independent.
Thanks to John Holt and Pat Faranga for encouraging me that we can learn from everyday life, we can tailor an education to the specific child, and we can facilitate independent learning. And those three elements help us to teach our own confidently. So can we back up to my Friday morning homeschool co-op class? At that time, I shared what I was learning about Africa. I engaged the kids' questions. I incorporated a few of our stories from our trip to Eastern Africa and played a few games too. And did a little show and tell. That's always fun. It was an exposure opportunity for them, a time and a place to share what I saw and knew and learned. These kids could take what they wanted and leave what they didn't. And at the end of our six weeks together, it would be their moms that knew their kids, would continue to discover and nurture more of their kids' curiosities, and would most confidently be capable to teach their own. Homeschool parents, you can successfully teach your kids. We can observe our kids, nurture our kids' interests, embrace our role as facilitators of learning so that our kids can become independent learners, can learn from meaningful everyday activities and have a tailored education. So homeschooling your kids confidently without being a certified teacher, totally possible. The key lies in recognizing that you always were a teacher a mother teacher who can facilitate learning and create engaging discussions about topics that interest your kids by observing your kids nurturing their passions and serving as a facilitator all you need is determination resourcefulness and a commitment to your child's growth girlfriend you can confidently teach your own thanks for joining me today I'd love to hear your thoughts or your ideas of this episode, whether you're a new homeschool mama or you've been doing this for a while. So you know, all the show notes and resources discussed in this episode are found at that website on the episode titled Teach Your Own Homeschool Confidently Without Being a Certified Teacher. Until next week, I want for you and your homeschool kids to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. You got this, girlfriend.